0: They ain't gonna take it no more. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Talking BS. Sorry again for the late, <clears throat> the late drop. Um, it's been super busy. Uh, it's tough to find time now with uh, the whole new work schedule, school, and all that shit. It's tough to tough to find time, but I got a little bit got a little bit to talk about Game Two, um, where the Bruins just absolutely got mollywopped um in all three periods despite getting the early lead. Um I'm not worried. Um not worried at all. They, listen, they've been the best team in hockey for five weeks. Um they've had the best goalie the entire time. Um they were due. They were due to have a shitty clunker game. Uh The whole first line's playing very similar to games that they struggled in early rounds. Uh, Turning the puck over, playing in their own end, giving up goals uh, despite having two great defensive forwards in Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand. So, guys, we're fine. We're we're fine. Um, They did what they have to do. We have to do what we have to do now. We have to at least get a split. Um, down in St. Louis, and I'm supremely confident they will. I just think they're the better team. Um, When they were playing at their best, they absolutely wiped the floor with the Blues in Game 1. And then Game 2, they played one of their worst games all playoffs, and they pushed them to overtime. So if water reaches its level for both teams, and both teams are playing at their highest level, I think this is a Bruins series, this is a Bruins Stanley Cup, um, having said that though, this Blues team, fucking tough, dude, tougher, I mean, they're bigger and tougher than Columbus was, um, and Columbus gave us a lot of problems, especially in the two, in the games that they beat us, obviously, um, the Blues are just bigger and stronger, (laughs) They're so I mean I went over the heights and the weights of half the guys uh on the last episode or two episodes ago in the preview for the final and they showed it last night or two nights ago. They're whew, fifty hits. They had fifty fucking hits in that game. Absolutely just wrecking machines, dude. Just wrecking the Bruins. Um I'll sprinkle in on what I think about the horn the uh, the hornquist. The Sunquist hit on Grizzlick. Um I agree with I think what the, the NHL does is so cool. Um when they, they do those those player videos, the, the suspension explanation videos. It's one of the better things that the the league, the NHL does. Um they explain it very well, they explain what the guy did wrong. Um Meanwhile, you got the NFL fucking turning the other cheek when guys are like raping and raping their fucking girlfriends and slapping their kids and shit. And they get like, oh, $35,000 fine. What was that for? Oh, don't worry about it. Like, (laughs) the NHL is completely transparent. They show all the carnage. They show, like, what happens. Um, Other leagues, they they just kind of, it feels arbitrary the way they suspend and fine their players. Um, they just kind of keep it in-house and they go, oh, that was a bad hit, or oh, that was a, you know, that was a suspendable thing, here's this. Um, so it, it was a little dirty, um, it was, you know what, it wasn't dirty, it was stupid, it was a stupid play. Um, I don't think Sunquist was trying to hurt Grizzlick. I don't think he was trying to take him out for the series, um, but it w- it was a stupid play, he should have known he should have known as soon as he saw his numbers, regardless of how hard he was going to hit him, he sh- that's a vulnerable pos- position, regardless. Regardless of whether he dipped his shoulder at the last second or not, he's still vulnerable, up on the boards, numbers exposed. Uh, the league thought that Sundquist should have been smarter, and he should have been. He deserved to be suspended for the game. Now, with that being said, I, may be a- I don't know if I'd be singing the same tune if the jerseys were swapped. Um a lot of Blues fans are upset. They thought Grizzlick put himself in that position. Um but re- re- regardless, I do ag- I agree with the one game suspension. Um I heard some analytics the other day, some advanced analytics uh on Grizzlick on his ability to like break the puck out and uh and defensive zone um what was it? I forget what the name was of what it was called. It was de- uh, like defensive efficiency, kind of, like how good he is at breaking the puck out and not just getting it out, but those breakouts leading to offense and offensive chances. And he's been the best Bruin analytically um, at doing that the whole playoffs. So that definitely could hurt. Um, he's definitely out tonight. They won't rule him out for Game 4 yet. Uh, hockey's weird like that. Hockey d- keeps everything very close to the vest, and then you know you find out like in 2013, Patrice Bergeron had like cracked ribs that were poking into his lung <laughs> in Game Six, and if he and if he took a wrong hit, like he could have punctured his lung and died <laughs> or some shit. Like hockey players are absolute fucking savages. They're they're like the Vikings or the fucking. Spartans of sports. They just don't give a fuck about their bodies about car- about wreaking carnage and wreaking havoc all over themselves and other people. <laughs> and so you get that a lot. Like a lot in the NFL and ML- it, the rest of the sports it's always like, "Oh, this guy has a sprained ankle. He's out 2 to 4 weeks. This guy has this. He's a-. in the hockey there's like upper body injury day to day." <laughs> I bet that's what Grizzlick's thing. I bet that's what Grizzlick's thing says in the fucking injury report tonight. Upper upper body day to day. Fucking unreal, dude. Um but yeah, back to game 1. Um I don't know what happened in that end of that first period slash whenever the Blues kind of took the game back over. Um they answered they answered the the bell both times when the Bruins scored they scored right back um they got right back into the game um- uh, the the bertuzo goal that I thought it looked like maroon when the the big galoot maroon was in front on the blues first goal. I thought he had tipped it, but I don't think the I don't think the scores desk uh gave it to him that was bertuzel's goal uh the fourth line i mean the secondary scoring. For the Bruins has been—it's all I've been talking about the whole playoffs. It seems like them and Tuka Rask have been really keeping the Bruins afloat in in these playoffs. Uh, the fourth line scores again with um, you know, Nord- Nordstrom kept it in off a bad turnover. Uh, they won a couple battles down low. Um, Corrali beat um, beat the goalie to the to just behind just behind the net. Didn't have time to go out and get it. Nice pass right out in front of Nordstrom, and then Bennington just gets undressed. <laughs> get undressed by a fourth liner. That ki- That's what the Bruins need to do tonight. The Bruins need to shoot the puck on this fucking rookie. He is soft. He is soft and malleable like fucking jello, dude. Not Doesn't take much to penetrate that little fucking s- skinny rookie. Um I think they have a. They, they just need to shoot the puck more. Um, they're trying to score too many of those, like that that Clifton goal, um, that Clifton goal in Game One, where it's just that big stretch pass across the ice, trying to fool the whole defense to get that open net. Um, that's how. That's how you have to score against great goalies, against goalies who are in the zone. You have to get them out of position. I don't think you need to get Bennington out of position. I think he's, I think he's kind of shook at the moment, like sh- at how at, that he's actually in the Stanley Cup. Um, both those goals that they scored the other night were soft. Both both of them were five hole. Um, both of them probably should have been stopped. And I just think, I mean, I know it's the cliche pucks on net. I mean, that's what it is though. That's what it is against Bennington. Um, what else? What else? I so th- that's. I mean, that's really my only takeaways. Um, cause I, the Bruins just got they got outwilled. They weren't really. The Blues weren't showing much skill. I I guess I could say they weren't. They they were just out for checking you. They were out for. They were just being more aggressive. They were hit. They were hitting Bruins off the puck. Uh, by the end of the. The, of the game, the Bruins were, they, they shouldn't be tired, they had 11 days off, but you know what, they were tired, they were tired of getting hit, 50 fucking hits for the St. Louis Blues, in game, in game two, just, insane, um, Cassidy tried switching up the lines a little bit, but they had, um, they had Heinen up on the first line for a little bit, they moved, they moved Pasternak down, with Krejci, and DeBrusque, um, I don't really like that. I like I, I like that that regular season line that eighty eight sixty three thirty seven line. Uh, I really because that's your that's your best chance. That's your best chance to win. Your best chance to score a goal. Those guys have been playing together for so long, especially Marshy and, and Berge. Um, they just need to. They what they need to do is figure it out. Um, too many turnovers. Too many. Brad Marchand played his worst game of the playoffs in Game Two of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's that can't happen. Your bet again, another cliche. We're full of them. Your best players have to play the best in the in crunch time, and um, they absolutely didn't. Um, Rask R- Rask has had some. W- These two games for Rask have just been weird. Because he, ha- he has made some good saves. And then you can't really fault him on the first one with the screen and the possible deflection either off Grizzly or Maroon or if it didn't hit anybody. Um, that's a tough one with the traffic in front. That's how you have to score on Tuca. Uh, especially when he's on his angles. And But that, that Tarasenko goal that tied it up, I th- I don't know why he was down so far. I feel like he should have read that that Z, Z kind of had him. Um, and also, pe- people are blaming Z for that goal, that that Tarasenko goal. That's all Marshawn. Marshawn needed to know that that McAvoy was being McAvoy. He was four-checking. He was down low. He was behind the net. Um, he has to know he can't just chase the puck there. He needs Mar- – Marshawn and Pasternak were out to lunch the entire game. Um they they weren't making smart plays. They weren't making winning plays the entire night. They're turning the puck over. Pasternak was doing that thing where as soon as he gets it, he either passed it to the other team or got hit or tripped over the blue line or something and would you just give the puck right back to the Blues. Um, they need to play in the offensive zone tonight and for the rest of the series if they want to win. Um, if the Blues make that first line in that first D pair, defend, and play two hundred feet away from Bennington, it's gonna be tough. I mean you can only you can only rely on these on these third and fourth liners that that coil Johansen line and then whoever whoever Cassidy sticks out with him in that fourth line. I mean, you can't rely on these these guys, even though they've been doing it consistently on playoffs. You can't rely on them to score two and three goals for you every night. You know? It's just not it's not a winning formula. They're They have their own roles that they need to be playing. Um, And God bless them, they've been been outstanding. Coyle and Johansson have been just unbelievable signings by Sweeney. Unbelievable. Um, Just pushing all the right buttons. And I feel like the players, especially that first line, and I can even bring Tuca up here, they need to step their game up. They need to start playing... Like, the cha- they're champions. I mean, Tuca was on the bench for his, but Marshall and Bergeron are champ. They've played at this level. They've played in these big games. And just because the Blues have a few guys that are fucking 6'5", 235, you know, fucking skate around. Do what Johansson was doing in game one. Johansson was the best player in game one. He didn't have any points, but he's, skate- he's skating cir- circles around those big galoots, for fuck's sake. Get- use your speed... We don't have much, but the speed that we had, we lost some with Grislyk, uh his skating ability, despite being a defenseman. He can still jump up in the play. Um, but use the speed we have. Use the speed and the skill to, to get around these guys. Don't let, them, don't let them crush you up against the board and get in those four, five, six-man scrums. You're not going to win them against this team. You're not going to win them. They're bigger and stronger than you. You need to use your speed. Use open ice. Use transition and it scores some fucking pretty goals, like they did in Game One. They can do it. They just have to. They just have to commit to doing it. Um, and they can't fall into the trap of of the of the physicality and the the extracurriculars that St. Louis did to them in Game Two. Because um, St. Although St. Louis, just like the Bruins, are some, are the they're two of the least penalized teams this playoffs. I think the Blues are poised to take a bunch of a bunch of penalties against this team because just for the fact that they are bigger and they and they do like to play that bruising style. And the more hits you have, the more opportunity you have for, you know, a uh, an elbowing or a boarding or a cross something like that. Something that the referees are gonna be like, Alright, I mean I know it's a physical series and it's the finals, but you know, fucking tone it down a little bit. Um Speaking of tone it down a little bit, how about the fucking Boston Globe the other day? The fucking Globe coming out with that, oh, the Stanley Cup Finals between the, the Bruins and the Blues. And pe- people are getting hurt. <laughs> people are getting hurt, bro. Of course they're getting hurt. It's a, it's hockey. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. They're fucking laying it all on the line. For God's sakes. People are getting... Uh, all, all you need is a little drop track. Ooh, will somebody please think of the children? Like, what the fuck? It's not... It's not that serious, guys. It's hockey. It's a game. And and you know what? They sign on the dotted line. They know what they signed up for. I feel the same way about the NFL. but it goes both ways though. The leagues need to acknowledge it a little bit too. The players acknowledge it, the leagues need to acknowledge it too. Um but yeah, that was just that was laughable. That fuck. If you haven't if you haven't seen it, it's on, it's online somewhere. It's the I think it was in the paper yesterday, 2 days ago. And it's just big fucking just soliloquy about just soft fucking millennial bullshit just like oh like people are getting hurt people are getting hit in the head and uh, the fucking other guy that got hurt that krug hit a was already hurt and was playing hurt and b it was a clean hit and the and the sunquist hit on grizzly was borderline but just over borderline i mean you would you would think that they're not, they were playing with fucking Their sticks on fire And they were swinging at each other's heads The way this fucking column had it Like come on guys You know what If you don't like that they're getting hurt Don't watch Don't watch We don't want you We Go somewhere else Go what The fucking Women's College World Series Is on ESPN for the next three weeks Put that on Put that on You fucking softies What are you doing shut up, leave, leave the, leave the beautiful game alone, they call it the beautiful game for a reason, fucking unbelievable, um, what else, what else, let's get back to the Bruins, I'll get off my soapbox real quick, um, yeah, they, it was a, it, it was a very frustrating game to watch, especially from the second period on, um, and it seemed like they it, it just got worse because it seemed like as the game went on, the hitting game from St. Louis just got bigger, heavier. The four-check got heavier. Um, the Bruins were in the offensive zone less and less. Um, actually, in the in the overtime when overtime started, I only have three notes for the for the whole overtime because it was only I think it was three minutes and thirty seven seconds. Thirty seconds into the overtime, I wrote. Bruins are tired. They're, they're sick of getting hit. They're going to lose. 30 seconds in. I don't know if the Bruins had a shot on goal. I don't even know if they made it past the red line. I think, I think, the, I think the Blues had it. They, they either had it in the offensive zone every time, or the Bruins tried to sky it out to like center ice, or they got it into their offensive zone, but nobody was there. And the Blues would just run out and go get it, skate right back in play for another minute in their offensive zone it was just it was awful um and but they were just taxed they were taxed they were du- they were due for a clunker um and I think it's as long as they don't have another one I think it's slightly encouraging because like I said the game they had they played one of their worst games of the playoffs and they lost 3-2 to in overtime so I mean if, if if we bring even our B game to St. Louis, I th- I mean I th- I think we get out of there with that, At worst a split, at worst. But I mean, it is the playoffs, and like I said before, there there are in there are cloak and dagger things going on with injuries. Guys are banged up. It's a long season. They're playing their like hundred something game of fucking hockey in six months. That's a lot of goddamn hockey. Um, you get banged up, nicked up, you got nagging things, things not, obviously things, I mean, Bergeron played with a, punctured lung, and a broken, multiple broken ribs, like these guys, these guys don't sit out, unless, you know, (laughs) it it takes an act of God, or an act of a, like, medical professional to be like, yeah, you physically cannot play, physically it's, it's unsafe for your well being, now and in the future, you need to sit down, um, Cause a hockey player would net. I mean, how about Nordstrom the other night? I thought Nordstrom did another Gregory Campbell from 2011 when he. I thought he broke his leg and was. I mean, out, out, when he was out on that penalty kill, oh man, what a, he will. If the Bruins win this series, he will go down in Boston folklore history with Gregory Campbell. The only reason why we remember and the, yeah, call him Soupy. The only reason we remember Soupy's name is because of those three block shots uh, in the 2011 Cup run when he broke his leg. Um, and I'm actually, th- I'm very thankful that Nordstrom isn't hurt, obviously. I don't want to see any Bruins going down. Um, but that, again, that fourth line has really been a glue and kind of like a, a equalizer or, or a stabilizer for this team. And as long as that first line starts clicking in and pitching in with points and pitching in with goals, um, and the rest of the lines keep playing how they've been playing. I think this is a, this is a Bruins in five or six situation. Um, but again, huge game tonight, very pivotal. Um, I had the, I had the stats somewhere at Stanley cup finals of the, of the team that wins game three. I think 78% of teams that win game three go on to win the series or some shit. It's, it's like that in a lot of the, a lot of the championships, a lot of the, NBA, MLB, NHL Game 3 is just so huge Especially when Well, obviously Especially since it's 1-1 That swing Um That swing does so much And I think I think if the Bruins Steal it tonight And And they absolutely Have the ability to Especially the way tuka has been playing I think Tuca's gonna have to have This is This is Tuca's chance Tonight Um I think Tuca shuts the door tonight, and I don't. I don't think St. Louis. Um, I don't think St. Louis gets get gets many goals tonight. I th- I think I think the Bruins and Tuca steal one down in St. Louis. Um, I don't really want to. I honestly forget what I even predicted for this series. <laughs> I I might have predicted a gentleman sweep, and I'm kind of regretting it. <laughs> because i think i think it this might go i think it might go i don't want i don't want we we like i said i said this many many moons ago i this is a this is an anti game game 7 podcast we don't do game 7s um they're too stressful they take years off your life and it's just it's agony it's half the time it's not even fun the only fun i ever had watching a game 7 was in 2004 when Johnny Damon hit the grand slam against the New York Yankees in like the second inning, and it was eight to nothing, I was like, "Oh, let's go! Not even the Red Sox can screw this up." That's what we need. That's that's how you need a game seven to go, and that's almost never how they go. So, um, we're just gonna let it play out, boys. We're just gonna let it play out. Uh, I'll be back here again, um, probably tomorrow. Um, I'll probably be back tomorrow for a little uh game 3 wrap up and we'll probably if there's not a lot going on in the game 3 wrap up, I might do a little uh Red Sox Yankees cuz that's pretty big. We got um I think sales pitch, no, sale pitched last night. I'm not sure who's pitching tonight um for the Red Sox, but we might we might do a little um do a little Red Sox check-in after this three-gamer with the Yankees. After It was supposed to be a four-gamer. The first game got rained out. Um, so, yeah, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you enjoyed my little analysis of game two. Um, DM me. Hit me up in some comments on Twitter. Twitter Twitter's at bs one On Instagram, it's at underscore bs. Um let me know what you think. Have a good one. Go bees.